Sorry. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You got to tell me when the microphone's open. Oh. People have been fired for less than that. I know. I, I, Let's I get, know Peter, get so. Peter Puller in here, will you? You got Pete, Pete here today? Hey, he's here. Hold okay. on. He's, he's jacking around somewhere doing some shit. I don't know. Get him in here, will you? Okay, hold on. I think ben, Ben, do something, will you? Get off your ass. Peter! It's the 60th Planet Mikey Podcast. Taped January 14th, 2020. In the Pelham Island studios of Sudbury, I'm Peter Puller, your announcer speaking. With producer Bill Smith. His initials might be BS, but his demeanor is straight ahead square business, everybody. <laughs> Alongside Ben Kitchen, who, when not teaching at Connecticut School of Broadcasting, is a damn fine co-host of the Mark with a K and Kitchen Show on WEEI Providence. And now... Without further ado, and without brushing his due, and with nothing else to do, give him his due, this scatological doctor doo-doo himself, Mike Adams! <laughs> wow, Pete. Peter Puller is great, man. I'm getting sick of that guy. That was good. Came through, though. He's yep. kind of an asshole. How much do you pay that guy? You wouldn't believe it. Really? Yeah, he works for weed. Well, <laughs> it's not all bad. As we continued our march, our inevitable, in, uh, what, inexorable march toward a million downloads. It's January. <laughs> we thank our sponsors, Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti, doctors both, uh, of Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. They should really call Tony Romo now that he's going to have money. He's got a bad, he's got, what's going on with his hair? Tony? Yeah. Is it a weave? Is it a rug? Or is it a portobello mushroom he placed on top of his head? What is it, Ben? It's a portobello mushroom. Ben knows. That's because he's a fun guy, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. We thank Joe Fish Restaurants in North Andover and North Reading. And I'm, in all seriousness, when I talk about Joe Fish Restaurants... Yeah. I, <laughs> Ben's over there. What, yeah. Is that the international sign for light my hair on fire? That's right. Joe Fish restaurants are so great. I've been there for so many memorable and thankful meals. They have such good stuff at Joe Fish. So if you're in North Reading or North Andover, drop by Joe Fish. Say hi to Jimmy Dietz or anybody named Dietz that you happen to run into. <coughs> yeah. And uh, tell him Mike you said hi. Tell him you're there because you heard it on the podcast and you just had to try it for yourself. Yeah. I said you should do. Okay. Uh, we also thank... Um, Joe, uh, Joe. <laughs> we also thank Bob. Bob. Yeah, and Kathleen. Bob and Kathleen. From the uh, My Grandma's Coffee Cake Company. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we oh, send I thought we were just gifts. getting individual sponsors now. Uh, yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> Brought Bob to you and by Kathleen. And I'd like to thank Ned, my account. Menden. <laughs> um, both those people are very, very nice people, and they have the greatest coffee cake in the world, and it's so awesome. So what do you do? You want to get a cake, send it to somebody. You want to have a friend of yours go, oh, wow, that's a great, thoughtful, nice uh, gift that I'm going to eat. Yep. And you know what? Those are nice to send uh, just for no reason at that's all. That's right. You just don't even have to have a reason. Suddenly, hey, what's this in the mail? Yeah. Well, look at this. I'm yeah. Frank. Sent to, yeah. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm sorry, your cat died. Here's a cake. It, it can be for anything. Martin Luther King Day is coming up. So you call 
Get a cake. We'll talk more about the Royals in a while. The the coffee cake number to call is one eight hundred eight Grandma. And although that sounds like something that <laughs> yes, <laughs> what <laughs> what just, are their names? Kate and who? Ben just tried to burn me. <laughs> That's really not right. You know, a, a cannibal. You might say one eight hundred eight Grandma. Oh, did you? Oh, but no. You know what the one cannibal said to the other cannibal? He says, you know, I hate my, my in-laws. He says, so eat the vegetables. So anyway, <laughs> um, 1-800-8-GRANDMA is the number to call to order a cake or go to mygrandma.com, and uh, that's easier probably to do it today mm. in this day and age, modern stuff. Um, I also want to mention before we get any further into the show that we've been moving a lot of T-shirts. <laughs> really? Yeah, people like them. Well, the uh, the phrase that pays. Uh... Yeah, and we're gonna do one tonight. Yeah. They're made out of a high quality material from six one seven apparel dot com. If you go on that site, you see the Planet Mikey the podcast T-shirt. Yeah. It's a nice shirt. Uh, you've you've worn yours. That's a top seller, right here. Ben wore one to the prom. The other day. Why are you still taking people to the prom, Ben? Aren't you a little old for that? I never got to go when I was in high school. <laughs> uh, we have an email address now. It's planetmikeypodcast at gmail. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, so, and we've gotten some, uh, you know, some people saying some stuff. One guy wants to do me to do his podcast. Uh, he called, contacted me on email. He wants me to go on his podcast. Who's this? Oh, does he know your rates? Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Minahan? Or, no. Oh, <laughs> no, that, I don't know who that guy. Uh-oh. Let me just see who this is. Who's calling? Oh, right. it's my friend Billy. Mike is looking. Oh, hold on, hold on. This will be fun. This will be fun. Looks like. Hey, Billy. I, I I'm doing my podcast right now. We're recording. So can I call you back? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I apologize. No no. Say 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 hi to everybody. Hey everybody. It's Billy. Okay. I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> He's a complete nut. You never know what's going to happen live on the Planet Mikey podcast. Also, and there's going to be there'll be more calls tonight because I think I got big news tonight. Big news, okay? Mm-hmm. Also, Twitter at Planet Mikey. If you want to say something uh, to to somebody who's paying attention, that would be where you go. What's that email address again? It's the, uh, <laughs> Planet Mikey Podcast yeah. at Gmail. Not, not the Planet, but Planet Mikey. I don't remember. Planet Mikey Podcast yeah, at yeah. gmail.com. You helped me set it up. That's right. Because I, I need help with that kind well, of, of course, shit. Of course, yeah. I'm worse than Joey Reynolds when it comes to email stuff. Did you say Joey Reynolds, the guy I, that was going to be our guest? He emailed me. He yeah. finally figured out how to do email. You know, the guy's a nut. Yeah. He's great, though. He emailed me. He says he wants to come on. And he said, well, I said, well, how about next week? So we're going to see if he gets that email and processes it. So we'll see the him in March. Radio legend Joey Reynolds, yeah. one of our prospective guests. So anyway, um, Let's start with this, if you don't mind. What is it? The guy who came out and presented Jimmy Johnson <laughs> with the information that he was going into the Hall of Fame. Yep. I looked it up. The guy's six foot nine and he weighs four hundred. <laughs> okay. But when he came out there, his head is the. Did you see it? I did. He's got the big. I, I tweeted right away. Like I said a basketball. That head. guy has that dude. I didn't even know his name. That dude has a bigger head than Dick Raditz. Oh, he had a giant gourd. In fact, he he talked about it. Very, very he's very proud of that. Um, he has a bigger head, this guy, than Andre the Giant. <laughs> Don't you think? That was, was a big head. And d- didn't he have? Do you, do you think he had a bigger head than Luca Brasi from the Godfather oh, film? There's another guy. <laughs> that guy had a big head. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I've always appreciated having a little head. Hold on. 
<laughs> Why did you do that? Why'd you play that? I'm well, serious. I like hearing the drums. <laughs> <laughs> totally serious. All right, so the guy's name yeah. is Baker. Uh, Mike Baker, I think it is. Mm. And let me just tell you a little bit about the guy with the really giant head. The size of Cinderella's coach. The <laughs> we'll talk about Cinderella in a okay, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baker left his early political career after... David be- Baker. David. What did I say, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, it's David. David Baker left his early political career after being convicted of forgery well, in <laughs> California and became the fourth commissioner of the Arena Football League. He started in the league as the owner of the Anaheim Piranhas... I mean, what, really? Mm. Which he left after a single season of owning the team to become commissioner. He's a professional commissioner. Yeah. And with a head like that, you can do whatever you want. By the way, how brave was his mother? Oh, my God. (laughs) This guy's 400 pounds, and his head's the size of a, honestly, the size of a medicine ball. (laughs) And she's like, coming through. She says, oh, my God. Hope it's not twins. (laughs) Anyway, uh... He six nine three uh, four hundred pounds, and uh, he was a power forward at UC Irvine. <laughs> Played two seasons of professional basketball in Europe. Well, I mean, look at him. Uh, then he attended Pepperdine School of Law. He was a city councilman of Irvine, California, and he resigned as arena football commissioner uh, uh, after eleven and a half years. And now he's the president of the Football Hall of Fame. How about that? How does he? How do you get a gig? I guess you go in, when you're when you're 400 pounds. You go in and say, "I want this job," and they go, "Okay." <laughs> when do you want to sure, start? Sure, yeah. yeah. How much you want to get paid? And when do you want to start? Anyway, big head, Mike Baker. No, Dave. David Baker. Baker. David Baker. So I, I just love that that he came out there and he looked like Gorilla Monsoon and everybody's tweeting about him. <laughs> it's like, the, look at him. Look it's at the humongous. size of his head. He looks like Dan Blocker with a twice his big head. Dan Blocker from Bonanza, <laughs> Bonanza right? Yeah. He looks like the Kool-Aid man with the red jacket on. He does. That's exactly his head looks like the Kool-Aid pitcher. <laughs> I love this. Anyway. What moving was, on. What was Dan Blocker's name on Bonanza? Uh it was uh Hoss. Hoss, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Hoss. Hoss car, right. But see, that was more had to do with his giant J- Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> he's hey, he's to saddle it up and ride it home every night. Mm-hmm. All right, so Lou Merloni, who's a former um, a workmate of mine. Uh, we like Lou. Colleague. Yeah. yeah. I've never had any issues with Lou whatsoever. I guess Jerry Thornton kind of did. Yeah. See, what happened, happened was, this was yesterday, the, the whole chorus story breaks, you know, about the cheating and the... And I guess Lou and Cora are pretty tight, from what I can gather. They're friendly. They're, they've known each other a long time, right? So Lou on the air and off was very defensive and kind of defending the fact that he didn't think that Alex Cora should be fired for that job. I mean, that he did, you know, stealing signs or whatever. And so he was kind of being very protective of, of Cora, right? So Jerry Thornton wrote a piece for Barstool Sports saying... Oh, geez, you wouldn't know that the biggest cheating scandal in baseball is going on if you listen to the Boston media. And he referred to Lou and others. And he said, and Lou Maloney, who does the Red Sox games, doesn't think he should be fired. And he put in a uh, a tweet from, from Lou. Yeah. And the tweet from Lou said uh, something like, uh, you may not agree, but I don't think that uh, Alex Kors should get fired for this. 
And it was in uh, Thornton's article about the whole incident. So, so Thornton says, puts another tweet out there, and and he then he wrote, and, he, and Lou writes, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Jerry Thornton, which, which is true. Thornton is an idiot, but I love I love Thornton. I just I think he's great. So I got I said, well, that's not fair. So I wrote a tweet to Lou, and I'll read it to you. Lou, your tweet began with quote You may not agree. Next time, start with quote If you don't agree, you're an idiot. Otherwise, you're taking a shot at JT Jerry Thornton, who's completely entitled to his opinion. And I got a lot of reaction to that. Really? Uh, yeah, because did, you know, did let's, Lou write let's back? be fair. Yeah. No, Lou didn't. Oh. No, uh, Thornton did. But no, it's like you can't just say, "Well, you're an wait a minute, you're an idiot for having an opinion that's not mine." Oh. Well, that's not how you do business, you know, in the world, especially in the world of opinions, right? You can't say you're an idiot. You can say I disagree, or that's completely wrong, or I couldn't disagree more. Or what are you talking about? Or have an argument about it. But you don't say just you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I couldn't disagree with you more on this. I think we should have Lou on as a guest. Um, well, you're an idiot then. <laughs> <laughs> would Lou come on? I don't know. I bet he would. Yeah, Lou, I don't know. Lou would. I get along great with him. He's he does, a nice he's, guy. Well, he's got, he and I have one thing in common. We both don't like mutt. <laughs> well, there you go. Common Did ground. I mention mutt again? Once you did. Uh, anyway, Twice. so I thought that was interesting, and I, you know, I hate to see. I hate to see what was my the, friends fight. I hate to. What was the reaction like? <laughs> Obviously, you said Lou didn't respond. Well, some people did on Twitter said, you, you know, oh, yeah, you're right. Thornton's a tool, and I, I wrote, I, I, I like Thornton. Okay, but Lou didn't respond, and some people said, no, you couldn't be more wrong, Lou, on that, you know, or whatever. You know, it was back yeah. and forth. But I don't think you had. He had to use the word, the word idiot, in referring to our friend. Jerry Thornton. I get I when I'm, I get my back up uh, when when my friends somebody picks on one of my friends. <laughs> Do you think he meant that like as a, a true pejorative or was it just one of those things he flung out? You know, yeah, I, don't know. I think let's, it was more like, "Oh, you're an idiot." Let's get him on the show and ask him. Yeah, it's like, but he probably said it the way Ben just said. No, but Lou gets We're pissed. Have really, un- uh, Chad Finn was saying Lou gets pissed at his tweets. I think Lou well, gets pissed. Well, there's a little, there's a little difference there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've never had any there. issues with Lou whatsoever. Never any arguments. I'm going to ask Lou to come on. Maybe he'll punch you. Really? Ooh. Yeah, he might. That'd be yeah. great. Wow. I will talk him into it. You know, I bet you he doesn't punch as hard as Nomar did when he was on steroids. <laughs> there we go. The you bait. won't say that to loose face. That's right. I will, too. The bait. Oh, man. All right, so <laughs> we, we talked about big head Mike Baker. Yeah. What's his name? David Baker. David Baker. And uh, I've done all the plugs I need to do, right? That's right. Okay, I'm just put, I'm getting sorted. I'm getting yeah. organized over here. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, I'll put this over here. Okay. Right. Now Huge we've had stack. a list of <laughs> we've had a list of guests that we've been targeting ever since the beginning of time. Do you like that filing cabinet we have set up you for know, you there, Mike? All my stuff. Yeah. Don't touch my stuff I know. over here. It's amazing. Like the studio is going to burn down yeah, at some point. Yep. By the way, I got a new vaporizer. You like this thing? Look at that. Is it battery operated? <sighs> yeah. You have to manually inhale. That's a rich vape. Yeah. Uh, you have to manually inhale. Yeah. Now I, I I'm just gonna tell you, I've, I've been efforting <laughs> as Bill Peter used to say, yeah. I'd say, Peter, where's that tape from that game? You know, you, you're doing sports at night on TV and you need the tapes, you know, the highlight. Peter, where's that tape? He'd say, Efforting, please. Efforting. And that means he's working on it. He wasn't working on it, but that was one of his favorite things to say. Efforting, please. Yep. Anyway, uh I we've been efforting Several guests, and these are people I have, you know, friendships with and relationships with, who I would say 
now that we're at 60 episodes deep, should have been here by now. I like them all, so don't so don't get upset. Okay, uh, Lenny Clark. I talked to Mike. I texted his brother, Mike Clark. I said, yeah. Mike, can we get Lenny on, please? Yeah, Lenny. He said, busy. I'll get back to you tomorrow, later tonight. That was yesterday. <laughs> Lenny's always traveling. Came on, I know, my show. I know and I, I love them both. <laughs> uh, Tony V, same thing. Oh, Tony, like Tony V. Yeah, Tony. Where, where's he been? Oh, Tony, come he on. He said yes, he'd come on the podcast a year ago. Yeah. Is he still alive? Of course. Huh. Maybe we could offer some incentive. Prove it. Incentive? Yeah. What you mean of... aside from a T-shirt and a cake? Oh, that's right. That's pretty hard to turn down. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Reynolds another one. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been weeks now. I've been going back and forth with Joey Reynolds. Yep. Uh, Nothing worse Scott than saying Zolak. you're going to have a guest on and they don't show. You know? Scott Zolak. I said him a thing. Yeah, he, t- he called me back. He said, i got to ask my boss. This is three months ago. <laughs> He's got a new boss now. Who's his new boss? Same as the old boss. <laughs> well, why hasn't he asked him yet? You know. Scott and, then, and then the last time I texted him, I said, what, what happened? You didn't get back to me. Why didn't you ask your boss? He writes, who's this? <laughs> what a dick. Douche. I like Zoe, but he better get his... Nass in here. Oh, jeez. Uh, a couple of s- stories that we have. <laughs> this is going to be a short one tonight. That's what she said. <laughs> that, that's, this is going to be, you know why? Why? Because I'm all excited. You know why I'm excited? Why? You know, we noticed that as soon as I, you walked in, you seem to be super. I can't give you any details whatsoever, but I can tell you this. What? My radio career yeah. is making a comeback. <sighs> Yes, it is. You're going to be a terrestrial radio station that streams across America? People are always saying to me on Twitter, you know, right? How come, where can I hear you on the radio? They say, where are you working? I'm not working. You know, I I do a podcast and I I eat. Was that one of your listeners? It sounds like that. (laughs) But they always ask me, how how can I? Well, coming up soon, information for a both Mikey fans out there. <laughs> oh, they're going to be so happy, those two. Yep, they sure are. No, they, is, they live together. This too. is a terrestrial radio station that streams, like most do, yes. to the world. Yes. So uh, it's going to be, and it's not going to be, I'm not going to be talking sports. You're going to be rolling in dough. I'm, I'm going to be a baker. Yes, I am. <laughs> like David with, Baker. The big and, head. You know, I That's sometimes right. need the dough. I get it. Yeah, huh? Uh, huh? You know, I knew you'd get a rise out of that. That's the east of your worries. Get it out. Get it all out. (laughs) I know. I have a wry sense of humor. (laughs) Come on. Get it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, what would you do if you loafed around the house all day? Oh, man. I'm sorry. You know, know it's like. there's two more in there. My mom always said I was well-bred. No, that's one. There's one more. (laughs) But, you know, no matter how 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 you slice it, you know, you always feel like a heel. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? I'm tired now. Now I'm tired. You could no. The serious news is I'm making a comeback. And you want me to come back? Now hold on. Is this a local radio station? A national? I can't divulge. Okay, I'll tell you what. It is. It's Massachusetts. Okay. (laughs) All of Massachusetts. And it streams. You can hear it all over the world. Yes. All over the world. But do you know how many comebacks I've made? Listen to this. Okay. I went. (laughs) This means when I got fired. When making a comeback means you were somebody, then you were nobody. I was at WACE in Chicopee. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, in 1974, and I got fired. I made a comeback, and I got a job at a bigger station, WPOP Hartford. Oh, big one! And then when they went all news, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was the end of Dale Denver. I thought, I thought, they're going news. They're firing all the DJs. Dale, Denver. and I ended up WRCQ, the Golden 91Q. Still Dale Denver, though. That's making a comeback. That's two comebacks in three years. 
And then when I left WRCQ because they fired me for to hire Ken Griffin. Ken Griffin. I went to WLOB in Portland, Maine. Who hard to make a comeback from that shithole. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they sold the station, and I had to make another comeback. So where did I go? WHYN in Springfield to do afternoons. In the midst of this uh, litany, I would like to apologize to our listeners up in Portland, Maine. Well, no, they, they deserve everything they get. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so I had to make another comeback. Then I go to, I go to WMAS. I, I go to WHCN. I go to WCCC. And then I go to, w, to Rock 102. To, and then I go back to WCCC. Each and I one of these another comeback. Each one of these was a comeback from? From whatever was before it. And then I go to Channel 3 in Hartford. I'm there six years, and they didn't renew my contract because they said I was too butt-ass ugly for television. Wow. And I went to Boston and made another comeback. Jeez. I mean, I've been making comebacks my whole life. I'm like Bill Clinton, only without all the sluts hanging around me all the time. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. So this, this is going to be another comeback. Details forthcoming, and I'll let you know where it is so you can all listen. How's that? Wow. Yeah, I'm going to blow my nose. Now, no subscription is required to listen to this uh... It's all free. It's all free. The original social media. The music is awesome. You're working there for free? Oh, music. Almost free. (laughs) Did you hear about what's going to happen to the uh, iHeart radio stations? No. Are they going to have an iHeart attack? No, if I found this on uh, Twitter today, just... (laughs) Ben, iHeart attack. Ah! (laughs) Quite by accident. In Boston, we call it a cardiac disorder. The headline is, iHeartMedia announces (laughs) organizational restructuring for local markets with major cuts likely... Womp womp. Uh, that's I heard. Like for major you. cut. Do you mean major cut? Like if you cut your hand on a glass when you're OJ Simpson at a hotel room and you found out your wife was dead? That would be a major cut. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what's going on. The uh, other headline is from Boston Radio Watch. iHeart is about to streamline the business like oh, no yeah, that, business. That means firing people. Yeah. That's what that means. I've been okay. through that. We've all been through that. Somebody's going to have to make a comeback. <laughs> Another comeback. But don't you notice that? What's happened is the sales department, since the emphasis on all radio stations these days is money. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No, well, not putting you, that you down. you got to have a little of it. But what's turned around, it seems that the um, it's it's a little out of balance. Like the salespeople are the stars of the show, and everybody who's on the air is just a, a, you know, an amount to be managed. Yeah, you know, right. A dollar amount. Yeah. You know, like You're a commodity. Like overhead. Yeah. It's like they own Target, and, and, the, and you guys are just stocking the shelves. So That's then all. they take technology and they and they uh, they play their product. They have technology do it, but the human element is gone. I hate it, and but this is going to be different. See, yeah, this is this. I, that's why I'm excited. So basically, this involves you as a human being, and I can't even divulge the details yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, we do have. Uh, by, by the way, I just wanted you to know, I had a very rough two weeks when it came to betting. Mm. And part of that had to do with the big upsets. You know, you, you can't blame me for being so stupid when who, who lost? The Saints lost. The, the Patriots lost. I mean, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose. You know, they're down, what, 21 nothing, 24 nothing, 24 nothing. I thought, hey, what's going on? I had a bad run. I mean, honestly. And then I, can't, I made a comeback. <laughs> we go, Another yeah, comeback. Another one. I did, but I made a comeback, and I, I, I straightened everything out at betonline.ag by making – Prudent decisions. Wow. And not betting the spread, betting the money line. So you're saying you got winners. all the information you needed. I did. I tell you what. 
And now we're in the conference championship time, and, you know, you can follow all the action and get involved, actually, at betonline.ag. Yeah. I almost said .com, but that'd be wrong. I know. I, that's what I said last week. Betonline.ag. Yeah. The early game on Sunday has, uh, features, well, you know, it features Cinderella, Tennessee, on the road at Kansas City, a touchdown favorite with a total in the low 50s. That Cinderella, Tennessee team. What a story that is. On Sunday evening, Green Bay heads to San Francisco where they have a lot of homeless people living on the sidewalks. <laughs> a lot of poo on the sidewalks. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. a touchdown dog. I saw some of that. Total in the mid 40s. You saw some of the poo or the homeless? The poo and the homeless. Well, if you see the homeless, you'll see both. In you San see Francisco, homeless poo. it's as bad as they say it is. It's un- uh, San Francisco. Amazing what it, I saw. It, it is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. What, what, what's looking at human poo like on a sidewalk? I know it's looking at dog shit. I'm telling you, man. Like, and, and most of mind the if I finish the commercial before we talk about oh, dog right, shit? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Continue. And now here's Mike. CLNS 50 is the bonus. Ben's Ben's useless tonight. He's over there with his hands folded like he just can't wait to go home and dunk his dolphin. Ben looks like a man who has won money. (laughs) So before the next kickoff, head over to betonline.ag and bet on that Cinderella Tennessee team or whatever you want and use the promo code CLNS50 to revive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. What's it called, Ben? Betonline.what? AG. I'm making it easy on you, giving you a little, you know, just something you can handle. <laughs> so, so the human shit on the sidewalks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, went to San Francisco to visit my daughter. So, they live fortunately in San Mateo. San Mateo, <laughs> Tom Brady's hometown. That's exactly what I was going to yes, say. Yes, and that place is. I'm telling you, it, San Mateo. I could live there right this minute. I pack up and just go. It's beautiful. It really is nice. Yeah. Well, then get out of here. But then we went to San Francisco, the city. We wanted to go to Fisherman's Wharf. Did you, did you wear some the, flowers in your hair? Yeah, we wanted to see the tourist thing. You know, just do all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> you would not believe uh, most of the sidewalks you can see. You know how when uh, they use the power washer on the... You can see the strikes uh, the stripes uh, from the just the, yeah. the dirt being washed away. But there's literally shit. Yeah. Lots of people just homeless hanging on the corner, shooting up right in broad daylight. Right. And I'm, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. We get to Fisherman's Wharf, which used to be beautiful, and you know, music playing, everybody happy. There's a, a <laughs> there's a guy laying there asleep. I got shit on my dick, and he's laying there. Being what? <laughs> so naturally, you stop and talk to him he's about laying it. Laying on a on a piece of cardboard with a, a sort of an old rag blanket tucked it's over his head. Yes, you could have gotten a good amount. I have piece never of seen. Cardboard. I swear to God, San Francisco. <laughs> I used to live there a long time ago. It was a beautiful sure. city. Really, yeah. I mean, sparkling beautiful. It's unbelievable what has happened. Well, so, and th- thus every city in this country should learn and, and listen to this and learn something from it. Yeah. And that is that if you let homeless people sleep on your sidewalks and shoot up drugs and shit on the sidewalk, your city is going to go from beautiful to not as beautiful. And it happened quickly. Yeah. I got a friend who lives right there. He does business yeah. there. And he's terrible. Says, yeah. Is he homeless? No, no, no. He's a, he's a guitar amp repairman. He's the best in the business. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so he would never be homeless. Because there's always going to be amps that need to be repaired. That's right. Oh. You know, it's a big business in some places. Um, <laughs> all right, so now this story comes out, and it offends me because it's about all right, in New York they're reducing bail or eliminating bail for some crimes. Now, yeah. here's, what I, here's my position on this. If you get caught with a bag of weed or do something you know, wrong and, and it's your first offense, I don't need bail. I need you to promise to appear and then show up. Yeah. Now, if you don't appear... Then it gets a little more serious because then you're now you're tying up the court system and costing the taxpayer money yep. by not showing up for your little diddly stupid crime court case. The problem is 
a lot a lot of these people that they're letting go with no bail have multiple offenses, multiple no shows, nasty and, ones too. Yeah, and there's sometimes the crimes are substantially more serious than say a shoplifting or you know urinating in public or or having a bag of weed. So, what I'm suggesting is that they have they have this system whereby yeah you we're going to let you go with no bail uh, for all these minor crimes. But you only get one shot to note to not show up, and then you're screwed. If you don't show up, then we're pissed. You know, we let you off the hook, or we're going to, or trying to, with no bail. You can continue working, you can continue living your life till your court case comes up. But you better show up. If you don't show up, we're going to come after you. And the the way to solve that problem the second time around is you don't want to put them in jail the second time. Second time is ankle bracelet. Oh, mm. you didn't show up. So guess what? We found you. Now we're going to put this ankle bracelet on you so that you will show up or we'll show up and get you, and you will be in prison. How about an ankle, an ankle bracelet that they can uh, they can shock you with from the courthouse? Yes. If you don't show and and, just and also has a small radio in it. What? <laughs> just cut off your foot at the ankle. You could do that. Hey, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. That'll teach him. Well, you know the old... People won't do it. Tony Franklin, the Patriots kicker, told me this story. Yes. He says, you know what Coyote Ugly is? <laughs> I said, no. He said... Coyote ugly is when you you know you don't want to wake her up, uh, uh, <laughs> so you gnaw off your arm at the shoulder because she's so ugly you won't you won't be able to walk away without her waking up. So you gnaw off your arm at the shoulder. He says, "You know what double coyote ugly is?" He's from Texas. I said, "No." He said, "Double coyote ugly is you gnaw off your arm at the shoulder even though it's got a Rolex on it." Oh man. <laughs> The barefoot kicker, That's you know, Tony. in the NFL. What do you expect from the guy? Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> do you remember? Yes. Oh, the, the, the in New York. Well, so yeah. what, what's the um, intended goal? Well, the intended goal is they, they say that poor people can't pay bail, so they have to spend time in jail even for small crimes. And I, I, I agree with it. I, I think right. eliminating money uh, for small crimes should be the case, but you can't continually let people continue to commit crimes and not show up to court. There has to be a penalty. Uh, now, here's what was I read this article. They suggested uh, flagging and reevaluating jailed nonviolent offenders with low bail amounts, use alternative release measures such as ankle bracelets, and most importantly, we'll look into the Constitution. The founders understood the ugly trade off, which is why the Constitution guarantees the right to a speedy trial. Mm. Speedy trials Speedy. are the answer, too, because you don't want someone to languish in jail because yeah. they're broke that's right. You know, over a small crime. So get them in the court fast. Now, that, that's ignored or they're backed up and they can't get that done. But that's in the Constitution. And the right to a speedy trial, the, the answer to this is to put teeth back into the constitutional right to a speedy trial. Do you agree? I agree. All right. Thank you, Mike. That was great. Could idea. you hold my weed then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out of state. Just bring back the scarlet letter. Just do it that way. What's that? You know, if someone commits a crime, you make them wear a shirt with a big letter stitched oh. to the front of it or something. Oh. Tell everyone what crime they committed. You don't burn public it. shame. You don't burn it into their forehead. Public shame. Whoa. That always works. Don't don't want to go that far. That's you know. Much. So does electric shock. I think they should. <laughs> I think if somebody this is serious too. I know I'm for the death penalty in certain situations. Right. Well, yeah. If somebody like if I was some if I somebody killed a family member of mine, yeah, you know, the rage would be such that I really wouldn't be satisfied with them going to prison for life. I would only be satisfied with them being dead. You know what I mean? If somebody killed a loved one, you say, "Well, and and I think when you're convicted or you admit it, it's definitely a thing you did." 
you know, they know you did it and there's no way that they got it wrong, you know, DNA or whatever, that the family of the deceased should be able to kill the murderer in any way they want. Um, what if someone killed Bill or I? Yeah, what about that? How far would you go then? Oh, I'd, I'd want them dead. I'd and want them dead. And then? I'd kill them. What? Oh, Bill. <laughs> I feel so much better about Mikey I right know, now, don't too. you? Thanks, Mikey. I would kill them. Well, I will avenge his death. Let me put it to you this way. I would do anything within my powers to make sure that they, they died a slow and painful death. All right, now on to baseball. <laughs> hey, did you hear about that Alex Cora thing that's going around? <laughs> yes. Never did trust him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, cheating, okay, in baseball yes. has always been a thing. Yes. Now, but it's been a thing that you use only the mortal powers that God gave you to cheat. Like, in other words, you see the catcher throw down a number two, you're on second base, and you have a signal to your hitter that you read the signal and it's going to be a breaking ball. You know what I mean? That's, that, that's perfectly human. within reason. Part of the game. Right. Yeah. Perfectly within reason. Now, it was carried to another extreme in 1951, the shot heard around the world, Bobby Thompson, sure. where they, he was accused of, or the Giants were accused of, stealing signals at the polo grounds, was it? Yes. Using the center field scoreboard lights and binoculars. So that somebody who's in center field looking at the catcher with the binocular, he would just flash the red light above him, and then the hitter would see the red light, and that means fastball or whatever. And that the, supposedly the shot heard around the world, the home run, Bobby Thompson was was on a stolen signal. Oh man! So it goes back that far, and we all know that you know cheating. Reggie Jackson, when the guy tried to pick him off at first, moving his butt so that the ball hit his butt and rolled away, and it's you know those are little things. Then it got to the point where cheating became more uh, steroid related. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you used to have things like spitballs and sure, stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. you still have gasoline scuffing up the balls ball and, and all that stuff. Got to say, I enjoyed you know, that home run derby. Gaylord Perry was the greatest cheater of all. Uh, especially, he's the greatest cheater in history really? of a man of men named Gaylord. Yeah. But he was in baseball history one of the most popular and famous cheaters because everybody knew he was throwing stuff on there. And he'd do this: he'd touch his cap, he'd touch his belt, he'd touch his uniform, and he, before he even threw the ball, he was reaching all over so that the umpires would have nineteen places to check for Vaseline if yeah. they thought he was throwing some on the ball. So he was so good at it. And I had dinner with Al Oliver one time, and I said, "Al, what Perry? He throws." I said, he's cheating out there, you know. And get, uh, Al Oliver says, he sure throws some shit up there at the plate, doesn't he? He didn't want to admit, admit anything. Yeah. They asked his daughter, Gaylord Perry's daughter, before, she's a little girl, she's a little kid. They said to her, your dad's throwing spitballs, blah, blah, blah. And she looks at the guy, the interviewer, and she goes, it's a hard slider. <laughs> totally serious. How old is she? She's like eight. Oh, man. <laughs> her father. So... Gaylord Perry cheated. Yeah, we all know it. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame because he was good at it. He was like David Copperfield out there, you know, with the magical doctoring of the ball. That's the kind of stuff where people, you know, wink and a nod. Oh, it's baseball. You know, you know whatever. How's he doing that? This is a completely different thing because now they're using technology and systems of communication. You know, uh, oh, if if you see it on the you know, the screen back there, bang the garbage cans and let us know that it's going to be a breaking ball. And there's people running around, uh, not only trying to deduce what the signals are, but using technology, mm-hmm. zooming high def video uh, to try to to try to find ways. And by the way, that's called spying. It has. Uh, here's how it's affected the game. We all noticed last year. Did you see all the home runs? Did you see them all? Well, I heard they juiced the balls. Well, 
that's the first thing you go to when the home runs start flying out of there. Yeah. But there might be a factor involved of them knowing what pitch is coming. Sitting on a fastball and saying, okay, I'm going to get the signal. When I hear the, when I hear the garbage can, here it comes. Bang! <laughs> and let me just give you some stats. You ready for this? All the home runs last year, ridiculous number. Teams averaged, each major league team, averaged 226 home runs last year per team. Wow. That was the average. Yeah. Since 2016, the average has been over 200 home runs. So it's been going up since 2016. Mm-hmm. But going back from 2011 to 2015, which is not that long ago, yep. the average amount of home runs for a team was 155, not 226. So it's been a 30% increase in home runs in the last four years. And you could say, is that steroids? Is it a juiced ball? Are they cheating? Do they... I'm telling you, it's a mixed bag of all of them. They're trying to make the game more exciting by putting more home runs into it. Yeah. I think it slows the game down, especially those guys run slow around the bases. Oh. <laughs> they got to pit- change pitchers because the guy gives up a home run. I mean, the, the key to baseball is speed up the game. Take out the cheating. You know, people don't like that kind of cheating. Mm-hmm. They don't like the, the technology-based stuff. That's like spy warfare. Spying, exactly. I hate it. I hate it. And baseball has other problems. The players are not likable now. You know why they're not likable? They make too much fucking money. I was just going to say, they make too much money, they feel they're untouchable. You, how can you like a guy like David Price, who's, who's maybe already an asshole? I don't know. Maybe he listens to this podcast. Okay, Lou. But the, <laughs> okay, the average person can live comfortably on 100 grand a year, right? Ben, you could live sure. on that. Yeah. What's that noise? What is that noise? Can you hear that? Is oh, it the yeah. heater? Oh, you know what that is? There's a leaky flapper valve on the toilet upstairs, <laughs> and when the water runs, when the tank refills, that's what you hear. I had, I had a girlfriend had a leaky flapper that's valve. That's not the old flapper. Let me ask she you a question. She was wonderful. So, so Major League Baseball suspended the Astros general manager yeah. and manager for a year, fined the organization $5 million, and then the owner of the Astros, Jim Crane, came out fired. and fired both of them. Right. Right. So what? No, no. <laughs> was was the suspension and fine by Major League Baseball appropriate? Sure, you got to do something. Was the actions by the owner appropriate? Well, you get, first of all, you got to make sure that, that that you you have a deterrent, and it can't be like, oh, you're out for uh, six six months. Or you, know, you have to say, no, 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 whoa, 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 we can't have this because other people. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this is pretty rampant. It's not just Cora and those guys. Other people do stuff like that. They got them. Yeah. because especially if they played on the Astros and they learned the, the, how to do it, but. <laughs> to the likability of the players, David Price makes a million dollars every time he pitches. Okay, think about that now. The average person can live comfortably on $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So all, all they would have to do is pitch once under his pay scale, and they'd be all set for 10 years, right? You'd think. But let's make it 200000 Let's say you want to be really, really comfortable. That's 150 years that he could live on the $30 million he made last year. A hundred and fifty years on what he made last year, and here's another comparable for you. This will make you sick. Uh, Eckersley made twenty-seven million dollars in his career, okay. in his entire career. How many years was 20, that? Twenty-two years okay. or twenty-four years. Yeah. He never made more than three million. That's with three hundred ninety saves, a hundred complete games, worked for it, twenty shutouts. Yeah. 15 saves in the postseason, MVP, Cy Young Award, World Series MVP. I mean, we're talking Hall of Famer Dennis Eckersley here. Worth it. David Price is shitting on Eckersley, who made less in his career than, than 
than David Price made last year for his shitty performance. Okay, that's why I don't like David Price, and I do like Eckersley. I admit that. I, you know, all, just to be perfectly honest, he's a good guy. He's a friend. I like him. Yeah. So, but it makes me sick to my stomach that for 120 million dollars over the last four years, 120 million bucks Price has earned. He's getting paid per win. $2.7 million per win. Wow. I mean, that's just insane money. And that's, I don't, I think the average Joe out there, baseball fan, just automatically resents the shit out of people like that. You said how much he makes uh, per pitch once. How much was that? $10,000 a pitch. Throw the ball once. One, one throw, 10 grand. Because I, and I figured that this way a million a start, 100 pitches a start, that's 10 grand per pitch. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? Because he makes a, he makes a million dollars whether he wins or loses. He goes out there and if he takes the ball and goes out there, it's a million. So I mean, baseball's got a lot of work to do to straighten it out. And I'm a lifelong baseball fan, hardcore romantic baseball fan. Yeah, they're losing me. They're losing me. Yeah. Who all I thought about when I was 10, 11, 12 13, was baseball. That's all I thought about. And I okay, sometimes girls wearing <laughs> baseball hats. There you go. But that's it. If you had to sum up <laughs> what baseball means to you in one word, what would it be? My childhood. Yeah. Well, that's two words. How about I just say childhood? I take my childhood. That's, that's okay. Okay, two words. Youth. Youths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't even know if I have enough energy left to talk about the royal family. Should I? Should Would you want to? No. Got an opinion? <laughs> Who gives? No. Really? Who gives a shit about yeah. them? You know what? It's, it's turned into a political piece of bullshit. Now, what's with the what's with the racist claims about the royal family? I mean, she's in the family, right? Meghan Markle. Yeah. She's is she half African American. I think so. Yeah. And she's part of the family. She's a princess. Yeah. She she married Harry. So and you know and they have a grandchild yeah, they and they who's wanna, a royal. They don't want to move to L.A. while Donald Trump is still president. So they're gonna have to wait till twenty twenty four. That's ridiculous. Yeah. She's a princess. Well, I mean, you know, what's going on with that? Oh, I know what it is. Harry's probably pissed because he knows Charles is... <laughs> Prince Charles he's, said he's, that... He's still waiting to be king. The, the, the mother's 94. Prince Charles is like 72. He's and like, then, what am I going to get to be king? William. But William, yeah. that's right. Prince William, right. that's what I meant. Maybe she's going to come here. They're going to come here and they're going to make a plan to kill them all well, so they can be king. When you, anytime you see a picture of Prince William, <laughs> yeah, don't you look at him and go... I bet that guy's a real piece of shit behind the scenes. <laughs> I don't and know. And that man. smile, that fake smile for the camera, that guy's probably a real piece of shit. He said something so? like, uh, yes. I used to be able to put my arms around my brother, but I can't anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, okay. he's been an asshole. <laughs> hey, what do you expect from a fucking ginger? He's a ginger. He's a goddamn ginger. Anyway, I, got, I wrote some little short poems. Really? The challenge was write something. Are these haikus? No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Let's be like this or that. Yeah, well, the idea is to make the first line romantic, the most romantic thing you can say. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then make the second line take away that romance by being oh. not as. No. You ready? Like All a right. backhanded compliment. You give me a buzzer if you don't like these, and give me the ding ding if you do. If oh, you get yeah. that buzzer ready. Yeah, I got it. My darling, my lover, my beautiful wife, marrying you screwed up my life. I see your face when I'm dreaming. That's why I always wake up screaming. <laughs> kind, intelligent, loving, and hot. This describes everything that you are not. Oh, I'm thinking about somebody. <laughs> oh. I thought that I could love no other. That is until I met your brother. 
<laughs> Why do you guys like that one? What you guys weird? I thought you were going to say mother. Roses are <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, and so are you. But the roses are wilting, the violets are dead, the sugar bowl's empty, and so is your head. <laughs> I liked it up until head. Uh, yeah. wow. <laughs> no. I want to feel your sweet embrace. But don't take that paper bag off your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. See how they go from romantic to the, see? Yes, yes. I love your smile, your face, your eyes. Oh. Darn, I'm good at telling lies. <laughs> <laughs> my love, you take my breath away. What have you stepped in to smell that way? Oh, she's been to San Francisco. <laughs> what ah. inspired this amorous rhyme? Two parts vodka, one part lime. <laughs> hey! Right, we have to get out of here because uh, we both have, we all have appointments, important uh, appointments. Yeah. Ben's got the gynecologist. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And, Consulting. Uh, Smitty's got the proctologist. Yeah. What's your proctologist guy's name? What's his <laughs> name? Albert Pujols? Roy. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to go eat. But before I go, I would oh. like to say. Oh, what is it? Th- Gross. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And we're going to leave you with this song. We have a song. Uh, which is a a reference to the comeback, the radio career comeback of yours truly. Mike Adams. Mikey Adams, everybody. Hello, honey, it's me. What did you think when you heard me back on the radio? What did the kids say when they knew it was their long-lost daddy-oh? Remember how we listened to the radio And I said, that's the place to be And how I got the job as an FM job The day you married me It was two kids and I was into AM rock But I just had to run around It's been eight years since I left you, babe Let me tell you about what's gone down I am the morning DJ at W-O-L-D Playing all the hits for you, wherever you may be The bright good morning voice who's heard but never Going on 50